All right, welcome back in 760 WJR. We are on Radio Row and Westwood One's NCAA Final Four Radio Row has been brought to you by Monster.com. When the stakes are this high, everyone needs an edge. That's why candidates use Monster.com to make moves. Go to Monster.com and win the job hunt. You know, this has been a common theme today to our executive producer, Nick Roddy. In Detroit, if you're a Detroiter, you're always a Detroiter. I, I mean that. And Swin, you may not know this. Swin Cash, kindly joining us. You're a Detroiter for life. Like, once you're in the club, you're in for life. Then We're not kicking you out. Uh, we remember uh, the Detroit Shock years and a couple championships there, and we appreciate you joining us. How you been? I'm good. I'm good. I, yeah, you guys can't kick me out. Detroit, what up, though? You know, it doesn't. Uh, it, I'm through and through. They adopted me as a young athlete coming out of UConn, got drafted there, and um I say this all the time. If I go back to Detroit, it doesn't matter where I go. Somebody comes up and starts talking about the shock or talk about the time and how it was great there. So that, to me, is like, that's family. You know, we're family. We can go away for a little bit, but we always come back. Yeah, you're, you're always going to be. It, it's funny you said that really was a special time out at the Palace because, you know, you saw what the Pistons were starting to build, what you guys were building. That had to be great for you to have that front row seat. Oh, it was, it was Basketball City. I just remember just the guys, us. Chance, Rip, Ben, myself, Tweety, um, Cheryl Ford, Ruth Riley. I mean, it, it was this brother and sisterhood of, like, basketball was us, and it's 12 months out of the year. And I just remember Mr. Davidson, you know, winning. We won, then the Pistons won, then we're back in the finals. The Pistons are back. And so that, that, that run was special for Detroit, and I hope everybody just keeps the memories and enjoys it. Now, how, how is, is your new job? I mean, for people that don't know, you're working here in New yeah. Orleans. What a great opportunity for you here. Tell us what you're doing with the Pelicans. Yes, yeah, so I'm the vice president of basketball operations and team development. So I help um, with our draft process. I help with um, pro scouting I'm involved in. I help with um, trade deadline, free agency, everything that encompasses our roster. And uh, I also oversee our team development. And so... For me, it's a lot of fun. It's an opportunity to help cultivate the culture here in New Orleans. I work with some phenomenal people. Um, my boss, David Griffin, uh, came in with a vision, Trajan Langdon, our GM, and we just really said, let's hit the ground running. So COVID set us back a couple, a little bit, like most teams, but overall we're happy with the place we're in right now. What a great opportunity because, you know what, I don't care who you are, I don't care what sex you are, you have been a part of some pretty darn good culture. And, and to me, that's a smart hire. I mean, you're part of those teams down at, at UConn. You win multiple championships in the WNBA. I would think somebody with your <laughs> resume would be able to help come in and, you know, promote that culture that everybody's looking for today. Yeah, I tell people this all the time. It's so funny because if you put a resume in front of people and just take the name off it and don't put whether it's female or male and you just look at what they've done, what they've accomplished, what exposure they've had. Like people just forget. I spent also 15 years working with the union while I was playing, going through two CBA negotiations. So understanding the business of basketball is what I've been privy to throughout my career. And so, like you said, at the end of the day, just having the access, and you want diversity of thought, right? You want diversity of thought in those rooms when you're making decisions. And my boss just gets it. And so I'm really happy to be here and keep growing. And, you know, we'll see where it goes from here. You're doing some stuff with Invesco as well. I, I would be remiss if I, I didn't give you an opportunity to talk about that. What's going on with your involvement with Invesco? Yeah, so I'm on the advisory board for Invesco QQQ. And when we were approached by Invesco wanting to do something really innovative for young student athletes, um, I love the idea. I love the concept. And so 
building out this game where which helps them learn more about financial literacies. You know now all the NIL money that's happening, um, athletes understanding there's resources that are out there. It's so important that they learn how to not suck at money. And that's why it's called that. It's called how to not suck at money. Um, we're trying to invest in our young people and help them be better not only athletes, but better business people, better professionals as they go throughout their collegiate career and then so on after that. Why do you think so many young athletes aren't thinking about this? You know, is it, and, and you were a young athlete not that long ago, is it, well, I'm going to make all this money, I'm not going to have to worry about it. What, what do you think is the reason that people don't, you know, think of the long term in regards to that? Well, a lot of it comes down to you're not exposed to it. Yeah. We, we see it all the time in different environments. Young people who are exposed at an earlier age, making better financial decisions, understanding uh, credit score, understanding how to, the banking system works. I know I wasn't exposed to it. My mom didn't have time for that work in multiple jobs. She's just trying to go check the check and make sure that we have a roof over our head and food. You get to college and you get a little bit more money. You haven't been exposed to that life of financial literacy. So Invesco QQQ, having this game, having this investment and how to not suck at money, it breaks down these barriers for people to feel like, you know what? I'm dumb. I don't know. I'm stupid. I should know more by now. No, you shouldn't. There's adults who don't even know as much as they should know. So just where you are, take the first step is just to read, learn, play the game, get invested in yourself. How are you and Invesco working to change that? I mean, this isn't going to happen overnight, and and you're absolutely right. It's it's the you put your head down and you think you're dumb, and you got to change that mentality, right? Yeah, you know, it's it's not just me. I think the whole advisory board, I think the whole company of Invesco, I think it's a true partnership of what is needed, how do we make the game the best that it can be? How do we get it into the hands of student athletes? How do we engage them? How do we let them see that this could be a, a wonderful tool, tool for them? You hear it all the time. Sometimes you got to bring people. You talk about bringing the horse down, but they got to be able to want to drink, you know? So you have to be able to bring these young people to the resource, and hopefully they'll want to consume it. Uh, where did you get your answers? You know, when you were playing, I mean, was somebody I there? I that, not at all, huh? You know, I didn't have all the answers. I found out more and more answers as I became a professional athlete. But right now, we're trying to catch this next generation at a younger age. So you want, with, with the NIL money, you want these collegiate athletes to start having a vision early on. What's the one piece of advice you wish you had when you were in school? I mean, knowing what you know now, if you could talk to your younger self, what would be the one piece of advice you'd give? For you personally, there's never a dumb question. Ask questions. Because a lot of times you sit there and you have questions in your mind and you don't ask because you're afraid of what people may think of you. There's never a dumb question. Ask the questions because the only way you can get better is to have an answer. Great stuff. You know what? I'm so happy to see you so happy. Like, seriously, I, I'm serious. I was telling you this beforehand. We had conversations before when you were in Detroit, and, and you just always seemed like such a classy person. And it's so great to see you having the success that you are. I, I mean Thank that you. in all sincerity. You were a favorite of a lot of ours at the station. We you know, did your games and the Piston games and everything, and it was so great to go out there. Continued success for you. I, Thank you. I know good things are coming. Uh, I pray they are. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Swin Cash kindly joining us here, 760 WJR Live from Radio Row.